childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids i'm your host and the middle child allegra i'm gray and i'm the youngest i'm holland i'm the oldest and goonies never say die (laughs) there we go that's way better than the one i wrote down (laughs) what are you gonna say (laughs) you smell like fizz ed that one <laughs> it was when sloth picked up chunk oh she <laughs> goes ah you smell like fizz ed i should have just launched it into his like movie theater uh monologue <laughs> oh my god yes just like way too long and then one time um anyway that movie theater monologue was kind of hilarious i always okay we'll get to it well, tell us what we do here. Oh, right. well, we catch up, shoot the sit, warm up the dynamic. No, no, no. <laughs> to reading the stage directions of, of our, our episode, episode outline. Intro. Yeah, I'm giving you a peek uh, behind the curtain. This whole thing's coming unraveled. Parting the kimono, as you will. Um, so each week, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score on a, based on five specific categories. What are those categories? You'll pick up on it. Just keep listening. Uh, each score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points win, and the loser will be forced to poop out their mouth. <laughs> he just reads Ray anything just that's on the, the prompter. <laughs> I just watched. I just watched Bruce Almighty, and so that reminded me of it. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going for an Anchorman reference. Dang, you should have saved that one for next year. Don't it's on my yourself, list. San Diego. Oh. Um, no, but it so was like there was like uh, the prime minister of Denmark uh, visited New York this this week, and my tiny nipples went to France. <laughs> uh, enough about Gray's tiny nipples. This week we are defending the Goonies. We, the royal we, God and I. <laughs> <laughs> the Goonie, 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 Goonies. Uh, do we? Need a lovely IMDb summary? Yeah, baby. Okay, so I I love this one because it's it's one of my favorite trends of IMDb summaries and it's <laughs> stream of consciousness, no edits. Love it. Fuck it and hit this. send. <laughs> Mikey and his friends have always wanted to go on an adventure. One night, they are all in Mikey's attic, and Mikey stumbles across an old map. Mikey has always wanted to know if One-Eyed Willie ever was a real person, and now he might. They set off and later realize that they have to go through evil Mama Fratelli's restaurant to get to a secret passage to the caves. As they try to get into the caves, Mama Fratelli catches Chunk, and he is left behind. He then meets Sloth, one of Mama Fratelli's sons, with a messed up face, he befriends Sloth, 
<laughs> Meanwhile, Mama Fratelli and her sons are trying to get the treasure too. Will the kids make it there before Mama Fratelli does? Will Chuck ever get out of her basement? <laughs> Chuck. Yeah. This... <laughs> Courtesy this... of Black Wolf. Great. <laughs> this was written by someone who like wasn't really paying attention to the movie. <laughs> I know. It was like the first like hour maybe. They watched the first like forty minutes and they're like, I know where this goes. It's like, uh yeah, this kid Chuck and this guy Slop, I wanna say. You know, the one with the messed up face. You know. <laughs> And it's like, no, um, he didn't always know. He wanted to know if Ryan-Eyed Willie was real. Yeah, I know. He was like, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love I love every bit of it. It's my favorite yeah. kind of IMDb summary when someone's <laughs> just like, I can't stop. I have to submit this with no deadline behind me right now. Yeah. I feel like it's as if you asked a grandfather to explain the movie his grandchildren was watching while he was, like, on his phone playing Canasta. <laughs> Very specific <laughs> situation. So, wait, this came so, out in So, this movie came out right? June 7th, 1985. All of us were unalive. Um, <laughs> we were and this not is actually... yet alive. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Where is the lie? Um, this is the first movie that we have seen uh, where none of us were alive yet since the fabled Big Rock Candy Mountain. Oh, wow. <laughs> the it's been a while. Beloved. Um, That's I believe... 11 movies ago. Wow. And also the same year... That the wedding singer takes place in, and which is interesting. There we go. Well, Karate Kid's eighty three, I think. Oh, never mind. Um, eighty four. Eighty four. Okay, but yeah, I know. I did ask our parents, but they were eighteen and nineteen when this movie came out, so I, I bet they were like a little bit too old to have like I yeah like i remember talking to dad them. about it and he was like it was a kid's movie i didn't go see it yeah so mom said i so i just asked any thoughts on the goonies and she said hmm, not really was that the scary one i remember in theory but not specifically and then dad said i didn't go see it because it looked stupid and bad makeup for goofy characters so, wow <laughs> um not thrilling dad by the way i talked to dad over the weekend and i was like oh my god i loved all your voice memos about the <laughs> i love all your voice memos about the wedding singer and he was like oh i was still hopped up on a lot of like post-surgery like drugs. <laughs> pain medication <laughs> he's like i don't remember what i said <laughs> love it well none of it was incriminating or anything no it wasn't no I but he was just adorable. very he was a lot more uh excited and descriptive yeah, yeah he was very usual. enthusiastic about yeah. it and it made the viewing experience fun mm-hmm. um so yeah this movie uh we should get into our pre-watch notes for it okay okay i'm uh, gonna start because i think it's okay. been a while since i've started um i loved this movie growing up I always, this was like a big, like childhood fantasy movie, like wish fulfillment for me. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to go like looking for treasures 
Um, I always wanted to have like, you know, totally not realistic, like gadgets and like friend, like a friend group with very specific, like traditions and stuff like, you know, like a group uh, name, yeah, like a group name and like making someone do the truffle shuffle or like that being a thing, you know, or like Rube Goldberg machines, um, I remember the piano trap always freaked me out the most. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And how did all of these elaborate traps get set by some freaking pirate? I don't know. <laughs> don't think about it too hard. Um, I can go next. I just have rag ragtag group of eighties children find a treasure map and go looking for treasure, competing for treasure with a mob family. Chunk Truffle shuffles his way into being kidnapped by the family. Meets, hey, you guys, can't remember his name. <laughs> they go through Indiana Jonesy obstacles in a cave and find a full-on intact pirate ship with all the treasure. They end up saving Sean Astin's house. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, this movie definitely suffered from Childhood Allegra's irrational hatred of 80s movies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I remember the first time I saw the Goonies, it was like, I saw, I came in at the end. Like, everyone was already on the pirate ship, and I was like, how did we get here? <laughs> and uh, so I didn't have any context. Uh, Sloth scared the shit out of me. So imagine coming in <laughs> to, like, the climax of the movie, and then the guy, like, Sloth Saving the day? And I'm just like, what the fuck is Sloth. that? And I was young, and I was, the prosthetic scared me. Um, and so I didn't want to watch it for a really long time because, like, I hated 80s movies and that dude scared me. Um, I eventually saw it all the way through, but I think I've only seen it all the way through, like, one time. Wow. I've seen it in, like, bits and pieces. I feel like the next time I watched it, I came in at the piano piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like this was both on TV a fair amount and we also, like, rented it a fair amount Yeah, I feel like it was on TV a lot. yeah. Yeah, I feel like, so one thing I just remembered, just from Allegra mentioning her irrational hatred of 80s movies, (laughs) I feel like I got this movie, and I think it was one time um, when I was at the video store, I I think I must have gotten, like, the covers of the two movies confused, and we accidentally rented Time Bandits, and I hated that movie. I don't remember why I hated it, but I hated that movie. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I don't know if I watched it when we accidentally rented it because I've only seen it that one time, and I was I just (laughs) like all I remember is I was like maybe you watched it and you were like guys I got the wrong one. (laughs) Like a lot of little people come through like the closet of this kid's room and then take them on all these like super trippy like 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 fever dream. Adventures. I guess I guess adventures through time, and I was like not a fan of it at all. And maybe I was just mainly upset because it wasn't the Goonies. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if you were expecting the Goonies and got Time Bandits, it, there's no way to like recover. I don't. I feel like I don't remember Time Bandits being that bad. Um, I definitely have never seen it. But good to know that that technically makes the list. Yeah, I guess so. I guess both of you have technically seen it. But we need oh, to scrape the bottom it. of the movie barrel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I feel like I remember loving this movie. Um, it also, it struck, I mean, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but it did strike me as I was like starting the movie. I was like, 
this is like top tier iconic latchkey kid movie it's christopher it's columbus like, and steven Spielberg. i know i forgot it was both of those people but like this yeah. is like the well ultimate... neither of them technically directed it but it was right. ep by spielberg In story Britain. by spielberg screenplay by columbus yeah yeah it's like it's indiana jones but for children wish fulfillment like yeah it's, it's like yeah. it's made it's like yeah this, it this definitely... is the latchkey kid group that you like strive for this was the roadmap for stranger things oh a hundred there's so many stranger things so many things that in stranger things i know <laughs> i know also i i also i have a note put a pin in the stranger things connections because i have like a a million a, yeah i have like at least one kind of theory um by the way quick sidebar um i've been seeing a bunch of children of 80s stars on go on tiktok and be like my dad 1985 oh and i'm like has sean astin's children done this yet of like i want to be my dad in 1985 (laughs) yeah it's like who wouldn't want to be a goonie i know right um but yeah but also like as I was watching this, it also just remind it. Even though we didn't have like this specific kind of neighborhood group, we did have what it just made. Like I, I don't know what I'm trying Paul, to say. So they're called the Goonies because they're from the Goon Docks. So we're I also from had a, Eldo I had a, for we're El Duties. <laughs> <laughs> we were El Duties. No, we're Saroonies. Um, Saroonies? I won't, I, won't, I won't explain why. Oh, there we go. And now our oh, entire sorry. childhood has been exposed. But nobody um, lives there anymore, so. I don't think our neighborhoods but, were yeah, ever but in yeah, danger. It reminded me of, like, like hanging out on the street with the kids yeah. in the neighborhood and playing, like, kickball at the bottom of the cul-de-sac. and or like base tag. Yeah, and, like, hide-and-go-seek in the dark and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We had a little crew. Yeah, you're right. We were the so, yeah. yeah. We're the Saroonies. The Medudies, the Med Duties. The Med the Meadow Woodies. Well we also had some nap corn tooties. I don't know. I think Saroonies is probably the noopies. The noopies. The, the yuppies. <laughs> um, um Let's get into let's the scores? show scores. I'm defending this movie, right? Yes. I think I don't yes. put any scores. I, like, totally forgot, and I just did them right now. Okay. Nostalgia, I have a nine. Like, I remembered All right, yeah. of this movie. I have an eight. Yeah. Pretty Still good. strong. Still strong. Good for Lego. Yeah. Um, My nostalgia score would not have been this high. <laughs> sit-through ability, I have an eight. I have a seven. Um, Appropriate for children, I have an eight. Maybe Same. it could go down. I have an eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hold up. I have a six. I also have a six. <laughs> and then can I follow? I have a seven. I have a three. Okay. What? Mine could go. I might have been very generous, but there were a lot of plot holes. This movie confusing. was all over the place. I yeah. Loved, it was great. I was having a good time watching it, but this movie was a fucking disaster like logistically yeah. speaking. Um, yeah. And honestly, I might bump my appropriate for children down one more once after I was reading some trivia and found out that 
the word shit was said 19 times in this okay, movie. Okay, yeah. Okay, I think swearing will only, I feel like one or two points knocked for swearing. Well, there are other things, I feel too. Like, like there was a fully, there were many scenes with a dead body. Skeletons I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about, about the skeletons. Right, there's a literal dead body. Oh, yeah, there's a literal, like, bullet hole in someone's head. Yeah, um, that they that falls I on guess, them. I guess we're going. Kids we're getting right into are too it. Too sensitive. We're getting in. We're getting yeah. right into it. There was also like a dude looking up a girl's skirt. Yeah, um, the things that happened to or looking Andy, down a girl's shirt. Andy's yeah. character it was deeply upsetting. Yeah. Yes, her character. Yeah. That character was. Yeah, upsetting is is a very kind word of saying it. Um, she didn't feel like a real teenage girl. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Like, and she was like so horny for Josh Brolin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it was like, yeah, unrealistically. It's like horny. you're in like a cave. Like, is now the time? <laughs> she, okay. First of all, she's wearing Troy's embroidered sweater yeah letter sweater or whatever but then as like and then troy does some absolute hatish psychopath shit of like <laughs> murdering josh brolin um <laughs> and then so she comes so she rightfully ditches troy yeah and then she's like hi let's make out in front of my friend and your little brother and all of his friends in this spooky abandoned shack and i'm like whoa like immediately she's going to make out with this dude i'm like I was not that brave as shame, a teenager. Shame, shame, I know your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, all right, power yeah. to you, sister. But yeah. then she starts freaking out, like having a mental breakdown of like, do you still think I'm pretty? I'm like, what? Yeah, that was weird. I'm like, this was written by a man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chris Columbus. Was written by two men. Um, written by two boomers. What do hot girls think? What are the think? What are the thinky words they say? Am I hot? That must be what's on their mind all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I want to get into the more reasons why this movie Slap made ass. no fucking sense. Oh. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> how is no one watching the front of the jail while a man is pouring gasoline outside of it? <laughs> this is why you don't That's have the jails in the middle scene? of city centers. You know. Yeah. If, the, if you can see the street. And cars from the jail cell, not a good jail. Yeah, not a great jail. I also, another reason why this movie's not that appropriate for children, I forgot that this movie literally starts with a fake suicide. Kids like you today are so <laughs> sensitive. You know, this shit used to be in the newspapers, Tintin. You guys, kids can handle little dead a bodies. Hanging. <laughs> yeah, they play hangman. Um, yeah, I completely forgot that that was how this movie started. But um, wherever they shot this was gorgeous. I'm assuming yeah, it was Oregon. Oregon. It seemed yeah. wet. Astoria, Oregon, <laughs> and then there was some Northern California coast too. Oh, like so Astoria is a real place. That was my first thought. I was like, Astoria. Yeah, Astoria is a real place. Are the Goondocks uh, real? And so I had a question about. I learned that. Uh, uh, who was it? Someone that worked on the movie. Uh, during production of this movie, they like fell in love with 
the uh, setting, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the location, and then ba- then started writing Free Willy ba- oh. to be based in the same town. Oh, that's cool. And I'm pretty it. sure Richard Donner, the director, executive produced or produced all three Free Willies. Wow. Interesting. That's cool. I think I had to watch it. So, really yeah, it was school. gorgeous. All of the beach scenes with like the rocks and stuff. Yeah. They're ha- oh, that they're brings like me to my next point. House. Yeah. That brings me to my next point of unrealistic, uh, hard to follow this movie. They see some rocks and then they're like, oh my God, <laughs> there are the rocks. Let's go find the perfect exact hill to hold up this doubloon <laughs> and find out where it takes us. I think a deleted scene might explain that, but that doesn't count. And I agree with you that that was confusing. <laughs> um, that's how t- topography works. <laughs> you know, if there's like giant rocks that you cannot move, and they look very, they're specific shapes in proximity to each other. You know. I gotta say, also, just the initial, like, one-eyed Willie explanation story that Sean Astin has to deliver oh my went God. on for way too long, and it was a little bit confusing. <laughs> this kid does not know how to tell a story. Yeah. <laughs> there were not peaks and valleys. He was not like, and then... He went into the cove. It felt like a little too off the cuff. It, like it was a based, little bit improvised. It was hey, too do you guys want to know? Yeah, it was way do you guys want to know the full backstory of One Eyed Willie? Oh God, there's even more. Longer. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> because literally, the Sean Austin's like, and then he went into the cave, and you know what he did next? And then he did this, and then he did this, and then he did this. I mean, it's and very, then he did it's this. realistic for how like a child tells it was a story. Like yeah. Four but it's not good for like plot exposition. I, it felt like Spielberg. <laughs> it felt like Spielberg was like, I just want kids to act like kids, and I'm like, yeah, this kid doesn't know how to fucking tell a story. Yeah, this yeah. Kid sucks at telling. We stories. needed a real in Sean Astin just a little bit for that story. What he should have done was like, it was a dark and stormy night. Pirates get like there needed yeah. to be quiet moments uh, and yeah. big moments, and then he just kept rambling and rambling. Yeah, and rambling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first 10 minutes of this movie were excruciating <laughs> because it's just children yelling like children. Yeah. And I was like, children are annoying in a group. <laughs> I know. I have that same thought, too. The historian then... in me is like, yeah, get damn, your little like, you're right. This was mouth. this was a little less enjoyable than I remember. <laughs> no, but the movie gets going. <laughs> yeah, once, once the movie gets going, like I'm in it, I'm on for the ride. But yeah, like that initial first like 10 to 15 minutes is just like, a lot of like, this is too much well, energy. Well, no, you're forgetting something too. It's half incoherent children rambling and half inexplicable Jeep advertisement. <laughs> As like people escape from a jail. <laughs> My favorite part of this fucking movie was, or at least one of them, is when they're at like the abandoned restaurant. And Chunk sees, like, he opens up the doors to find the Jeep with bullet holes. He goes up to it, caresses a bullet hole with just his middle finger, like, circling it. He goes, bullet holes. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you touching them like that? <laughs> not why are you fingering that? these holes like that? Just your middle finger. He's got these baby hands. I'm like, what the 
like that description. Dude, that so actor, um, amazing. Jeff Cohen, he something Cohen. He killed it. Dude, he was so incredible physical comedy. He was incredible. so good. Dude, did you and notice? Data was adorable. Oh, like, love Data. So adorable. Has anyone else seen Everything Everywhere All at Once? No, but I know he's no. in it. He's it's also, like his comeback. He's extremely adorable in that movie. As okay, well. I know. I need to see that. But I was. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, did you notice? Like, yeah, the kid who plays Chunk is incredible. Like his, like throughout the whole thing, he's really amazing. So great. I loved how like when he bro- they broke the statue and then like the mom and the Rosalita come in. You can just see him in the background like turning the statue away so that they can't see like the upside down glued on penis. It's like so subtle in the background. And, like, when he, like, swings down from the rope with the knife in his mouth and then just, like, fucking falls. And, just falls yeah. over? Yeah, I did yeah. notice that one. It's Captain really. Chunk. Oh, I love Chunk. Chunk is great. I think Chunk has always and been yeah, my favorite his character. monologues when they're, like, the interrogation of Chunk, where he's just admitting yes. to every single bad thing he's ever done, culminating <laughs> in the story about what I made this noise, like, <laughs> That part of the movie has always killed me, and today was no different. I died laughing today too. Oscar worthy. That honestly. That's how you do a monologue, Sean (laughs) Astin. Exactly. Take notes, Sean Astin. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of adorable, Sean Astin, adorable Adorable. in this movie. His His braces. Yeah. And I loved the the running gag of like that's what I said. Yeah. And did you and notice then, like, his that his mom, mom does, does it? Too. it? Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. the Goonies do it. Well, Data does it a little bit too. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And what was I going to say? Josh Brolin, Thanos, is the coolest big brother ever. I was going to say, he's such a good older brother. And I, yes. I will say, for as convoluted as the plot is, I feel like this whole friend group is very well established except like, for Steph but yes yeah except for maybe <laughs> Steph but I feel like you can tell that they've all been friends forever yeah and Josh Brolin is the older brother but he still like genuinely hangs out with the he's littler kids so nice. like yeah. he's still they still they're like you fucking flunked your driver's test now we can't get around and he's like kind of a little bit mean to them because he's older but he's still like, these are still his friends. Like, these are still his after-school neighborhood friends that he hangs out with just genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I don't know why, but I, I feel like I remembered him being meaner. Yeah. Me too. And then when it, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, no, like, not at all. Like, yeah, he was great. You do say, like, I agree that, like, you know, you can very clearly tell that they're, like, a very well-established friend group. But at the same time... They are very presumptuous of the audience's, like, knowledge of Goonie lore. Right. If that makes any yeah. sense. Where, like, yeah. there's You're a lot where I'm like, like... <laughs> how was I supposed to know that? Yeah. It's one of those things that fucked me up a lot as a child is when so many writers are like, you got to make the world feel lived in. These yeah. characters have to talk like they have history. And as a kid, I'll be like, did I miss a prequel? Is this a sequel? <laughs> yes. like, yeah. There's yeah, a there fine some... line you can ride with that. And it's, yeah, it, it sometimes can step into being a, you know, six, seven-year-old child watching this movie. 
being like, oh, it nat- it feels natural versus it feels like I'm missing something. And I my, definitely, yeah. even yeah. this time around, it kind of pulled me out because I'm like, they're really just like taking a lot of liberties with like just assuming the audience is like in with it, like yeah. in on it. Yeah, like, exactly how I felt with Big Rock Candy Mountain. Yeah, it's similar vibes, but like with an actually good movie. Wow, um, okay, you gave that movie very high scores, Holland. I think if we roll back the tape, look at Holland's scores. I didn't get. I didn't give scores because I had to fucking defend that piece oh, of shit, shit movie. Right. You gave very high scores. That was me. I did you that. gave high scores, and you scored like a it. Crazy Here, person. Let me let me check again. Uh... <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 in all categories. You scored it more than double the score of I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, like, I that movie was movie bad. movie much more than the other. That movie was bad, but at least that was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a sing-along tape. The Big I Rock guess... Candy Mountain was a nightmare after a cotton candy fueled sugar high <laughs> just because it wasn't released in cinemas doesn't mean it's not cinema <laughs> um sure i disagree but we'll yeah. move on <laughs> um but yeah like there were moments when like like the moment in the like wishing well where he, where sean essen says like goonies never say die and What's her face is like, I'm not a goonie. Like that feels, it's like, I feel like I'm missing something there. Like, how do we know them? It's like, cause it still feels like the two girls know all the other kids. I well, mean, I too. guess like small town, everyone kind of knows each yeah. other. But okay. Like, that wishing well scene also was like, that's one of the few so scenes that really pulled so me dramatic. out because it was yeah. so corny and just like, it really felt like forced to like kind of, take you into the like sentimental mood change sean astin also was so incoherent where he was like up there up there it's our parents time but down here down here it's our time and i'm like what does that mean what do you mean it's your parents time and then when mouth is like well this is my wish and it didn't come true i'm like what's your struggle you're not the one losing your house that was not set up at all (laughs) and it never comes back again i'm like this is mouth's only like human moment i'm like what the fuck (laughs) does that mean it has zero context (laughs) yeah well no 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 so uh, what I what I gathered, and again, not clear, but it felt like all of their homes were yes, going to be foreclosed. Oh, okay. It was, it was all it was They were all the neighborhood kids, but that whole neighborhood was going to be turned into a country club okay, by I completely Troy's dad. Part. Who okay, you didn't know was Troy's country. dad until the end. And also, it's like, why were they there at the end of the movie? Yeah. like... Hey, congrats, you found your kids. Now sign the paper. Like, can this wait till we're home, dude? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, guys, now we get to the second, my second favorite part of this movie is that Troy gets broken up with over well. (laughs) (laughs) Via bucket. Yeah, kids today get broken up with over text. In the eighties, you got broken up with over well. Well, (laughs) your wish didn't come true. Yeah. What does he say? You goonies! It's so Yeah, you stupid. goonies. 
like Troy. Okay, no. do we? Okay, now is we talk about now Troy. the time to get into Troy. Troy. Troy was so campy. Yes, so campy. Loved it. Um, we were last week. We were just talking about like how '80s villains are like peak villains. This is no exception. He commits it all, and he I love it. He is highly committed. Fucking when, when the pipes are happening, he gets shoot up on the toilet, and he just screams, Daddy! Oh, my Wait, God. that was Troy? Uh, yes! yes. <laughs> Why was he wearing a prison jumpsuit? No, he was wearing, it was really bright red clothing. Yeah, it was and just, like, yeah. Wait, 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 no, it was timeline? a prison jumpsuit. That wasn't Troy. <laughs> Yes, no, it was. It was the country club, Greg. Yes, it was. It was 100% no. Troy. He was wearing, it was a jumpsuit in blue vans. And it's literally like a, <laughs> hold on. I need to look this up. That was a I have prison. the actor who plays Troy's Instagram up. Holland, Wait, what is the timeline of Troy's day? He's driving <laughs> girls. Then he drops them off somewhere. Then he goes to a country club. And then he's <laughs> violated by a toilet. And then he goes with his buddies to a wishing well where he's bragging about this girl who ditched him earlier. He's going to have sex with her. It's he's broken up with Viol. I swear to God, he posted it on his Instagram. <laughs> but he's wearing red or orange pants too. Maybe it's just like gym clothes. It's matching. He's prepping. Because he's the at 80s. the country club gym, he might be in like a special workout attire. Yeah. For his okay. Club. I will just bougie. say, I did not know that. You that didn't know that was, was Troy. Troy. Not <laughs> one bit. So I went on a deep dive on Troy because I was like, huh, who is this guy? He looks maybe familiar. Have I seen him in anything else? Um, and. I went down a rabbit hole, and so first I went to his IMDb, and I was like, wait, he he wrote and directed the movie Burlesque? What? <laughs> wait, was he the boyfriend? No. Okay, okay. He wrote, no, he was way too old to be the boyfriend okay. right, by that time. Wow, wow. And wow. also, guess what else? He was Jesse in the Jesse's Girl music video. <laughs> Amazing. And his sister is in the Pussycat Dolls, oh. and he's directed a bunch of Pussycat Dolls stuff. Okay. And it looks Whoa. like he's very, like, entrenched in, like, the gay community, like, gay Hollywood and stuff. It's very interesting. Interesting. He's lived a life. He's a it's who. Just, wow. Not what I was expecting out of Troy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Troy, interesting. Interesting. Interesting life. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, um, okay. Another thing that I love that is just also so not real is when Josh Brolin rescues uh, Andy after she walks the plank, um, mm -hmm. he pulls her out and then goes, here, hold on to this rock. And then instead of untying her, he's like, nah, I, we have to make out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely remember that. I I can't, I, we can't wait until I untie you. <laughs> They're so horny. He's like, she, she's like kink unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, a a character that probably didn't need to exist, Rosalita. Why did we do that? <laughs> Just to show off Just that one of the Corys can speak Spanish. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, I think it was. I think it was to establish that Mouth spoke Spanish. Gotcha. I guess and that could makes read sense. The map. When the I know that these children, especially Chunk, do not wash their hands, and they're they're touching maps from the 1600s. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, what are you doing? 
thing. Also, like, would this guy have this shit in his attic? I guess I he works know at he the worked museum. at the museum, but that still feels like not like a temperature controlled environment. Like, I don't like irresponsible. <laughs> Do you know it, that movie looked wet as shit? Yeah. You know that That's attic? That's a damn attic. The Pacific Northwest is. Come on. Yeah. George or whatever the fuck your name was. Um. I lo- okay, I put this note down, and I thought it was really funny. It's I like how even One-Eyed Willie was a fan of the Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. <laughs> this, oh my god, the Rube Goldberg machine sets up all of the booby traps for the movie. Yeah. It establishes yeah. I, I want to do a little me... audit of our movies and figure out how, how many, many, 80, how many 80s, 80s movies that we've watched have included a Rube Goldberg machine. Or just not even 80s, just any movie. How many movie we how, how many 80s movies have we done? How many movies have we done with Rube Goldberg machines? And how many 80s movies have included Rube Goldberg machines? Yeah, yeah. Because I did say in my notes, it's not an 80s movie without a Rube Goldberg machine. Um, I said that too. So I think 100% Barb from Stranger Things is based on Steph. Absolutely. In this movie. Major third yes. wheel. Steve Harrington is Thanos. He's kind of like Jonathan and Steve combined. Yes. A little bit. Because he's not as like goofy. No, I think Steve is And he's got the Troy. little brother that he cares about. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, Steve is Troy. Season, like season one, one Steve. Yeah. True. Kind of. But like, he's too cool to be. He's cooler than Jonathan, but yeah. not as, like, douchey as Steve yeah. in season one. Yeah. Um. Okay, can I tell you another favorite part of the movie that I... Okay, because I basically feel like felt like I was watching the first half of this movie for the first time. Oh, wow, okay. Um. When they're in the restaurant, zero memory of the restaurant scenes at all. <laughs> oh, really? Zero, zero percent. Um, and she's like... So this is, like, after... Uh, Sean Astin had snuck downstairs, accidentally seen the back of Sloth, freaked out, and they're all, like, escaping. Uh-huh. And so, like, they're screaming, and they're running, and they're, like, running out of the restaurant, and the w- lady just goes, Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's another, okay. Another, like, wild inconsistency of this movie is just the constant, like, Especially the first time they're in, like, the weird, creepy restaurant. It's like, do they want them to stay? Do they want them out of the restaurant? Do they want to keep them hostage? Do they want to kill them? Like, there is no consistency. And then, like, once they finally catch them, you've been literally shooting at them the entire time. They led you straight to the treasure, and then you're making them walk the plank? You have guns. All three of you have guns. These villains don't make any sense. Also, like, they're not even incompetent. I they just feel like it would have made a little more sense if they... I, I feel like they should have already known about the treasure yeah. from the beginning. They just It's like they just happened upon these, like, outlaw family, and then they discover that the children are looking for treasure and then decide, oh, we want that too. I'm like, I feel like... The treasure should have been like the treasure myth should more have been more of a motivator a little, for the crime family. It should have been a little bit more established, and it yeah. should have been the main motivation for like all parties involved, like from the beginning. Like the mom was properly scary. Yeah, and they were established as very evil. 
Yeah, they the, didn't have a lot of logic to them. Honestly, horrifying that the villains in this movie like keep their disabled sibling slash child locked up and treated like a monster. And I'm oh like, my God. and he hates Slops. opera, and you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Slot's backstory is so, so depressing. Dark. Yeah, and then also it's like dropped or fall, and he's like, oh, I only dropped you once, maybe twice, and like yeah, and it's like fucking... that's why he looks like that. I guess. I don't know. Something yeah. tells me she was drinking, you know? Something. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, okay, I kind of want to skip to the end of the movie. Um, where? Oh, you mean the worst scene of the movie? Okay, the beach scene is so cheesy. So, so much. So, And it's so... All... It's so weird, dude. It's so it's weird. It's so unnatural. Yeah. Yes. Okay, my... Also, it's like we're meeting all the parents. all of the parents for the very first time, yeah. other than the mom and Rosalita. Yeah. Um. So these are the my final two favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> um, like I can't decide which one is my favorite. When um Rosalita is like no sign, no sign, and you know Corey translates, and the dad just goes. We're never gonna sign anything. Not now. <laughs> not ever again. Like the first emotion shot. he's given all movie. The first scene he's in. Yeah. Oh, I love We're that never line. gonna yeah. It was so, love that line delivery so over so the top. Much. Never again. And then the <laughs> shot cuts and you just see his hands flinging confetti in the air. I, did you I, see, did you did notice you the extra yes, yeah. some of the yeah, extra ones shot up? Yeah, <laughs> you can just you can just hear the like director, the DP, just being like, "We need more paper in this shot." Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is not competing for one of my top two, uh, for my top spot of favorite, but a, a quick shout out to the fact that our TVs are such high quality now that when Rosalita puts the jewels in her oh. hand, they're just the fakest ass plastic <laughs> jewels. Yeah, I mean oh, they wait. looked fake on my TV too. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't have a new TV and they looked just as bad. I just yeah. meant newer than nineteen eighty five. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, um, there you go. So my okay, other... but no, hold on, hold on. The worst okay. part about that scene, I mean, obviously, the pizza was just, like, really, like, like okay, really, we're bringing we get a Domino's it. pizza for a chunk. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, all right, Domino's you're really beating a dead Domino's. horse on that one. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, the mouth and Steph part. What I was about to say on? another thing. Why did that like, even need weird... to happen? I know. I feel like we've missed a deleted scene. Because they also and... were, like, fighting the whole like they were very antagonistic toward each I other the whole the movie again that means they're flirting for like no reason i'm like why are they all of a sudden yelling at each other in the wishing well yeah. like just because they're here now it's like i understand you're frustrated and it's a high stress environment but like they like are at each other's throats at the drop of a hat and so then at the end they're like i don't in, know in Corey feldman's autobiography or biography he even says that they did not get along on set. I oh, <laughs> interesting. So maybe yeah. the little realness was pulled, coming like, through I that. Like but they didn't set them up at all. No, that not at all. No, they did not set it up at all. And then to to cap things off, the weirdest and worst part of that scene was the the part with Andy and Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's. Ew. Ages are ambiguous at best. Yeah, 
I guess in well, my... Well, we know Brolin's 16. Okay, so in my head... Oh, yeah, because he just failed his driving test. So in my... My is they were all, like, 13. In my head, Josh Brolin is in 10th grade. Andy and Steph are in 9th grade. And the rest of the kids are in 8th grade. So they're all, like, within a year. That's kind of what... That's the only way it makes, like... That's kind of what I was thinking... So it's like everyone's still pretty close in age, and they are all very clearly kids, but it's still weird. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Also, like, you would tell if that's you could tell if that's not Josh Brolin. He's like yeah. a head taller than Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and it's so, he's more muscular. Excuse him. I out. thought he was standing in a hole. Like that doesn't count. So yeah, Sean is like four years younger than the girl who played um, Andy. Yeah, I was just about to say that four years younger. No, it's fine. I was just gonna gonna bring it home. Like in real life, there was a four year difference. And Brolin and Sean Astin had a three year difference. Oh, interesting. So Brolin was younger Um, than Andy. Yeah, by like less than a year. No, like just a, exactly a year almost. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, it was not. It was just like also the parts Steph of you that is, aren't so good. It'll Steph make just up for the tell. things about you that are good. I'm like, is this like this sounds way too much like a dick reference, like an innuendo? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't like it at yeah. all because yeah. he's 13. Yeah. I didn't like that. Also, I thought it was weird that Steph just, like, didn't tell her that she kissed Mikey. Yeah, Because like, she witnessed the whole thing, was just laughing at her, and she just, like, didn't. I'm like, that's not, like, a very good, like, best friend thing to no, do. it's a real dick move as a best friend, but I get, that's hilarious. Yeah. It's just like, how do you tell your best friend she just made out with a child? That's true. That's true. Like, I hate to be the one who breaks you, Maybe she was waiting until after the cave because they're like, we're in a high stress environment. I don't need that pile on right now. <laughs> oh man, when they when Sean Aston, when everyone's taking a pee break in Sean Aston's like little boys' room, little girls' room, and then uh, Josh Brolin like, goes man's room, men's room. Yeah, I was really afraid this was gonna turn into a scene where they all peep on the girls, and I'm glad it didn't. Oh no, yeah, good. Yeah, I I remember that that was not a thing that happened. I guess. Um, Wait, so my last favorite move moment of the movie is at the end when chunk goes to sloth and he goes you're gonna live with me now <laughs> i know i know i was he like just makes an executive what? decision i'm like you're on behalf of his entire family that's just gonna take in i love his sloth yeah. now his dad to yeah, be I like to, i'm I was sorry really hoping i was like i was like really expecting <clears throat> even though i knew it wouldn't happen the next shot to just be the mom being like, um, no, <laughs> no, we're man? not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember as a Absolutely kid thinking that not. was very sweet. Yeah. I feel like as a kid, you're like, of course, of course they're taking good they're slot. brothers now. Yeah. But as the, like the parents, like two feet away, like, who is this <laughs> Excuse <man?"> me? <laughs> <laughs> He's living I don't, now? I don't know. He just, yeah. He just, <laughs> <laughs> he just shouted and lifted a police officer in yeah. the air. Yeah. Also, talk about white yeah. privilege right there. <laughs> so weird. Okay, also, so the entire time, 
I thought they were calling Josh Brolin Bran, like in Game of Thrones. Or Brad? No, I thought I thought it was Bran. But I would sometimes hear a D, and I was confused. And it was Brand. Brand. Because yeah, right, they like called Brandon. him Brandon at one point, and his, I was like... His name is Brandon. His I nickname know, was Brand. It, that's such a weird... That's so weird, Brand. Point to cut off the nickname as Brand. Well, it's because they all had nicknames. I know, but I thought, I think, I'm just saying, I think Bran, no D, sounds more natural and better than Brand. I just think Brand sounds Listen, weird. Listen, if your name is Brandon, write us. Yeah, <laughs> would you rather go by Bran or Brand? We don't know the Brandon experience. Or Dawn. We can't oh, there was also, Dawn. there was also a moment when they were in the basement of the restaurant, <laughs> and they're all arguing, uh, Sean Astin calls him Josh. Oh, he does? stayed in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it. So I, I watched the movie with subtitles just because they were on and I was too lazy to turn them off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that and I'm like, no way. And, I, and like, because I read it, I also heard it. Oh, okay, yeah. And so it was, he was, you know, because they were all like. Say Josh. So yeah, they were all arguing over each other. Um, at one moment, like before the Fratellis came in, uh-huh. they're all like yelling at each other about what to do. And then he said, yeah, uh, like, don't, whatever, don't stop saying that or something, Josh. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh, slipped in, it. slipped in. I caught it. Oh, did you um, notice how at the end when, like, the policemen or the patrol guys or whatever see the kids coming out of the cave and they're like, look, it's them goobers. <laughs> yes, I noticed that one, too. They weren't here uh, before. <laughs> uh, also, okay, the last thing that just blows my mind and kind of annoyed me un you know for no reason unnecessarily was like they're just watching the ship that is filled with gold and treasure just float away i'm like get it you yeah have boats. i'm like you have speed boats there are now boats. Oh, oh yeah i'm like my immediate thought was as soon as this movie cuts to black like the dad at the historical society is like we gotta get a boat yeah <laughs> we're gonna like, need a boat it's an old ass boat it's wind powered it cannot go faster than five and miles and there's nobody an hour. actually manning it it's gonna burn out at some point it's right like, it's going to it. sink any second it is like 200 year old wood untreated yeah, in a yeah. cave <laughs> So no. yeah, that was another another confusing. Three hundred and fifty year old wood. It was like sixteen thirty two. Yeah, it was from the sixteen hundreds. Yeah. Duff. Um, and yeah, literally three hundred and fifty years old. Um, but yeah, so that was another thing that was hard to follow. Was like the one eyed Willie thing. I again because it was such a long story. I think I got a little bit lost a little bit and didn't catch everything. But from what I understood. Like, he was a pirate, and he went into the caves to hide from people who were after his treasure. So that's why there are all these booby traps. But then they, like, trap them inside the cave. No, no, no. So that's why the ship is still intact? No. Okay. Go ahead. Do you want to know? Okay, let me tell you the the full backstory. (laughs) Okay, give it to me. No, okay. I'm going to do it. It's fine. I will be able to tell it better than (laughs) Than Sean-ass man. (laughs) Um, okay, so here we go. In the storybook of the film, One-Eyed Willie's backstory is told by Francis Fratelli when the Fratellis take the doubloon from Chunk. One-Eyed Willie, 
whose real name is William B. Portabel, was a court jester before coming before becoming an ingenious pirate. When he was banished from five Spanish courts for his practical jokes and formed a band of pirates who marauded hundreds of king's ships and accumulated a treasure worth millions. Willie's ship, the Inferno, was attacked by three of the king's ships, and Willie steered his ship into a hidden underground cavern which was sealed within by cannon fire from the British. Willie and his men had spent a couple of years trying to repair the ship and had built underground caves with weird booby traps to protect the treasure. One of Willie's men escaped to tell Willie's story, which became legend. So they were stuck in there. I don't think they were stuck in there, but the ship was stuck in there. So they created booby traps to make it so like only they could get in and out safely without dying. But then why were they all dead in the ship in the end? In the Sean caves? Aston explains this. One-Eyed Willie essentially became so selfish about the treasure that he murders his whole crew so that no one else can yes. get the treasure. So then, and then he just goes back there to die? Pretty much. I guess? Okay. Yeah, like, like, a, like, a, like a dragon hoarding gold. Like, yeah. you know, gotcha. killed by your own madness. Okay, that was unclear. <laughs> um, I will say well, the yes, movie did not properly explain that. That the storybook. <laughs> Also good loose. to know good to know that in the storybook it does sound like the villains had a pre existing like knowledge of the one eyed Willie treasure and shit too. Yeah. Yeah, well again. if you do remember, and again, not explained, not clear, but as soon as they see the doubloon, they're like, Ma, it's oh, right, a doubloon. Right. And Ma, then they're immediately the interested. <laughs> but they're like but in the movie they're just like, Oh, this kid's telling the truth. Because there's a doubloon, I guess. I don't know. Even that's loose. (laughs) Um, So I want, we did not spend enough time on this. And this will be like my closing thought as we start to wrap up this episode. But the architectural feats that these pirates were able to accomplish. (laughs) That piano? Particularly (laughs) the piano with the crumbling floor to a like thousand foot abyss. How did that they was, do like, that? Triggered by putting in the wrong note into this the wrong piano. Note. Yeah, it's he like was an ingenious <laughs> pirate, Gray. He was worldly. He like just because something old is old doesn't mean it can't be more advanced than what we think that we can fathom. <laughs> an example, you say? Well, in ancient caves in France, you know, caves with like the caveman painting okay no 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 no. i'm not saying it's impossible i'm saying how did he do that he was an ingenious pirate who was in the court in spain as a jester jesters get access (laughs) to rich people in levels and yet they couldn't they could do all of that they could excavate this collapsing floor but they couldn't open the cave up to get the ship out yeah <laughs> maybe they started to think you know we were gonna bury this anyway why don't yeah. we just take advantage of how it's already the stuck hiding spot. here yeah. they started they started to just kind of run they started to just kind of run with the booby trap idea and see like <laughs> yeah. 
You know, let's just fun. see how far we can see take this. Guns. You're like, guys, I think we really have something here. Okay, have you watched our flag means death? Like, maybe that's the energy of the crew, you know? Maybe I when I hope. really was like a steed bonnet type to re- really encourage everyone's talents and interests. And to, like, learn about, like, innovation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that for a one-eyed Billy. <laughs> I hope he also fell in love with a dashing Taiko Watiti type. Oh, so sorry. That's not really a spoiler. Um, uh, I just, okay, I'm looking at my notes, and I do want to just wrap up some, like, more amazing Chunk moments. Mm-hmm. Um, when Chunk, is, Chunk, like, tells his barfing story, and, like, the brother goes, Ma, I think I'm beginning to like this kid. Yeah. I'm like, yes, me too. Yes, And the whole time he's talking, you can see the smile on his face, too, and I was like, is he breaking or is, he is this po- is this scripted and then he says that and i'm like oh no it's scripted but it's but i feel masterful. like it could be a little bit of both yeah. like i feel like, like yeah maybe it was an ad lib it could be a genuine smile <laughs> that, that he's like allowed to lean into because of the next line to, like i don't know okay. or, i'd be smiling too if i was witnessing because he was starting to break yeah. I yeah. also love when they start to stick Chunk's little baby hand in the blender. <laughs> he just goes, I want to play the violin! <laughs> I missed that! <laughs> I missed that part. Yeah, dude. That was great. <laughs> I wonder how much Chunk int- improvised, because that feels like an improv it's line, doesn't so, it? If that was improv, <laughs> this kid is amazing. He is- so Seriously, good. And he dude. should have been bigger. Like I know everybody. He became a pretty well-established voice actor, but oh, I wow. didn't see much on his IMDb for live action. Live action. I feel like I know everybody like remembers and associates him with the Truffle Shuffle, right? But I feel like he is so much more than that in this movie. Like I think yeah. I. I think I always remembered the vomit monologue as like the crowning jewel of the chunk character. I always think I always thought about like the baby roof scene. Oh, the baby roof scene did seem much more iconic as a kid. Yeah, because I remember being like, "What the hell is a baby roof?" (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I had seen the Sandlot also, so I was somewhat established. Right, right, right. I think Um, maybe it was like. Like the guy from the Sandlot, <laughs> like not really, like not really knowing if it was like connected or a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like the guy from the Sandlot. <laughs> are we? Uh, are we wrapping up? Think, Should we do I think our I'm final pretty scores? Much good to go. Um, yeah, let's do our note, final scores. The only note oh, yeah, I have Allegra. left is when Josh Bolin is pissing, and Andy is like, "Brand, Brand, come here!" and he just goes. Go see what she's ragging about. <laughs> <laughs> Even he's like sees through all of her weird bullshit. He's just like, I'm sick of her right now. <laughs> Women. And I'm like, this feels out of character. They're all so horny for each That's other. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that did seem out of character for sure. I'm like, he was simping for her just as much as she was for exactly. him. And then out of nowhere, when his dick's <laughs> in his hand, he's she's... like, ah. I'm like, your dick I'm... is in your hand. You're halfway there. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Um, okay. Nostalgia, I'm keeping at a nine. I'm keeping mine at an eight. Sit through, I'm keeping at an eight. Really? After all the joy we just reminisced on? Yeah, just because, like, when I was taken out of it at moments where I was a little confused. You know what I mean? Fine. (laughs) Yeah, for, for me, it was more of just, like, 
And it was I long. definitely enjoyed it, but also I was like, this is very much like a sappy kids movie. It just wasn't holding me as as much as I. And like that wishing well scene, you just get taken out of it for a second. I, and like yeah. it's whiplash. The campiest parts of this movie, it just made me laugh so yeah. much. I mean, me too. But it was still just like, wait, where is this coming from? I was from? just like, this is hilarious. <laughs> this movie is the best. Yeah. Um, appropriate, appropriate for children. I'm gonna keep it on an eight. Like there. there's swearing I, and dead bodies and shit, but it's like not that. If this movie I dropped mine to a seven because I still think the dead bodies with the bullet hole in the head yeah. and the you oh. know the the creepiness by Troy with like looking That's up the true. skirt. There's some creepiness by Troy. I'm gonna drop it to a seven. No, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're oh, right. Damn it, Gray. Hold Does up. I'm keeping at a six. Really? I'm also keeping at a six. It's just like Do the not chunk think... or the sloth makeup is terrible. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> Do not confuse your appropriate for children scores with your hold up scores. Voice. No, we're not. We're not. I'm hold not up. saying disclaimer. Yeah. And the, also like sloth the and stuff special effects, still look like. There were special this... effects that were pretty bad. The All of the practical effects were great. I actually didn't mind sloth's makeup, but like. There were special effects like the, the bats. bats were just rubber yeah. bats on strings. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then all of the rocks falling in the cave, I could like very easily tell were just like digitally placed in over the screen. Mm-hmm. And then also the green screen when they're coming out they're of the falling. cave. And Chunk's like, sloth, no sloth. I'm like, I can see the blue light on their faces from like the blue screen. And then like the super Same fake with, sun. Like, data is falling down that hole. You could like, it's, yeah, like, it's like, there's a lot of that in addition to like, again, like the, the whole creepiness surrounding Andy's character, you know? And then can I I follow? follow? I dropped it to a four. I'm keeping mine at a three. It's very confusing. Like these aren't bad scores. But I'm just shocked I, that they started out so well and got worse. I only dropped two of mine. Fine. I only dropped one. It's fine. I only um, dropped one point. Um, I definitely want to give a bonus point yeah. for this movie. I want to give mine to Data when he's in the ship. And he's like finally fed up with everyone. Yes. <laughs> it was a good moment. Because he's like, because he obviously like fell unintentionally. And then they're like, Data, why don't you just use the stairs? And he's like, Yeah. Fuck you guys. I'm sick of you guys right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. I do all of these things. So many of the reasons we're still alive is because of my gadgets. And everyone says, Stupid gadgets. Oh, why bother, Data? It's yeah. the third time you know, he's like, fallen. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he almost fell in his. Death two other times I and know. they're like, take the stairs. And he's like, oh, take the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give my bonus point to that, uh, the movie theater vomit monologue because it's iconic. <laughs> um, shoot. Yeah, this these scores aren't amazing. I feel like this should be higher. Yeah. You know what? Like- I'll bump up my can I follow to... A five. And what about the, like, the hold up? Like, I just keep thinking about, like, I would absolutely still show this to children. I'll bump up my can't, does this hold up to a seven? I'll bump, I'll bump up mine seven. up to a seven, too. 
All right, let's see here. It just as soon as I saw the score, I'm like, it That's it doesn't, right. it's not right. Yeah. So now with the scores and with the two bonus points, I think it's a very classy, even seventy. Classy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This All could right. not have been low. This. If this had been in it the couldn't, 60s, it was originally a sixty-seven, yeah. and I'm like, that no. doesn't. Yeah, that track. wouldn't have been right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sixty-nine. <laughs> um, is this you campaigning for your listeners to vote you for you to lose a point so no. you get a sixty-nine? <laughs> nope. Sure. Just singing a ninja sex party <laughs> song. It has nothing to do about nothing. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, trivia? Yeah. Sorry, I was just putting in this, the final scores into the spreadsheet. So, some trivia. Um, released June 7th, 1985. Budget, $19 million. Box office, $125 million. Damn. Very respectable, especially Very in the good. 80s. I was going to say. Um, during the film's denouement, denouement, I don't know, the ending, I guess. Yeah. Mention is made of an octopus, which refers to a scene that was cut. From okay, the I was wondering, wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. but I, I also learned that, yeah. that a lot of, oh, actually a lot of deleted scenes, including that scene, were actually put back in um, during TV show, oh. like earrings. Oh, so I think I actually have oh, yeah. seen... The octopus scene. I don't before, remember. When octopus. I read that, I was like, wait, that sounds familiar. But I don't know. Um, Interesting. So, according to Sean Astin, he was allowed to keep the treasure map from this film. Oh, that's um, cool. Several years later, his mother, Patty Duke, discovered it, thought it was just a crinkled piece of paper, and threw it in the trash. No! Oh, no! <laughs> um, the pirate ship was entirely real. All the shots were filmed in that ship that was made for this movie but after the film it was offered to anyone who would take it no one wanted it so the ship was scrapped oh my god oh no i was wondering Um, like where that shit because it looked it did look practical yeah and i was like where did they get this like i didn't know that they built that for the movie wow yeah and then the cast was not allowed to see it before that she the scene was shot when they all see it for the first time because wow. the director Richard Donner wanted to catch their genuine reactions at the size and scope of it. When they did see it, Josh Brolin was so surprised that he exclaimed, Holy shit! And so the scene had to be reshot. Oh no! <laughs> um, Way to go, Josh! <laughs> on the DVD com- commentary, Jeff Cohen, who plays Chunk, claims that the confession of puking off the theater balcony is not based on anything in real life which is incorrect because it was a real-life prank pulled by Steven Spielberg when he was growing up in Phoenix, oh my Arizona. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Steven Spielberg grew up in Phoenix, Arizona? That's um, a hot vomit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> John Matuzak, who is the guy who played Sloth, wears a T-shirt of the Oakland Raiders, which is a team he played on. Oh, he was a per- he former was NFL player. He was jacked. Yeah, he yeah. was huge. Um, in the scene with the skeleton piano, Andy reads the musical notes on the back of the treasure map and comments, she doesn't know if the last one is an A sharp or a B flat, 
musically, A sharp and B flat are the same note. I was going to say. I've heard this <laughs> trivia before. I've heard that this. one too. I was watching this movie with someone who could read sheet music, and they were just like, just play the fucking notes. <laughs> Why are you bringing chords um, into this? Just do it. Yeah, and that's that's the that's that that them there's the facts okay <laughs> that that there's the facts <laughs> that, that's how you should end trivia every time <laughs> that that that's his she done already that had, had hers is <laughs> that well, then there's so the facts. i, I kind of stole it from a tweet that says uh my life's mission is going to every single wikipedia article and ending it with them there's the facts yeah <laughs> so them i can't claim the facts. it okay my turn all right, so we're going to pick Gray's next spooky Sibs movie from the hat. All right, Legra. Y'all ready for this? Oh, fuck. What is it? It's the Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. Gray, doesn't know that Gray does not need another really good movie. I know, he really doesn't. But I am kind of glad we have to watch a fun one. I have not seen this movie in a like i think i've only seen this movie once i don't even think i've seen it all the way through before guys get hyped so my nostalgia will probably be low but like i'm excited to finally like watch this all the way through for the first time this is halloween okay I've, and I've... understand every like emo child's uh obsession with this movie okay, let me fucking <laughs> noted i lived with holland for four years and for four years she i go do you want to watch night before christmas and she goes ah. i mean I've, i just say it's never been on the top of my list you know and now i get to force you and to now watch i get it. to watch it this is halloween this is halloween okay all right well that is what we're watching next week uh nightmare before christmas if you have any pre-watch notes on nightmare before christmas or any of the other movies that we've drafted into the spooky sibs hat Please, please, please send them to us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LatchkeySibs, or you can email us at LatchkeySibs at gmail.com. You can send us voice notes at LatchkeySibs at gmail.com, and we'll play them on the show. Um, otherwise, that's all that we have for you guys this week. Um, goodbye. goodbye. You're going to live with me now. <laughs> <laughs>